My name is Kara Harris, and I am the director of Middle School Ministries, and I've learned some truths in my years of being in ministry, and one of those truths is that wherever two or more are gathered, there's conflict, <laughs> right? Has, has anyone ever been on a family road trip? You know, the longer the hours are, the smaller the back seat gets. And you start to hear things like, she's in my space, or he's looking out my window. Now, my children don't behave that way, but I've heard it happens. (laughs) Uh, When we sat down, Greg and I and Kurt sat down to discuss the preaching schedule Um, I said, yeah, I'll take March 22nd. And then I started to read the scripture that I was going to be covering. And I started to deal with some feelings of hypocrisy. (laughs) Because this is a passage that deals with conflict in the church. And as I look out, I see people in this room who I have been in conflict with. And some, with some of you, I've handled it well. And with others of you... I'm not going to look at anybody. Not so much. Um, but, but God is good, and he is gracious, and I'm, I'm learning how to be too. <laughs> Will you guys pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity to be part of this family. And I ask that as we have gathered here today, you will be with us. You'll open our hearts, open our eyes, and open our minds to your word. In your son's holy name we pray these things. Amen. So we're going to be looking at Philippians 4, 2 through 9. I plead with Yodia and I plead with Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion... Help these women, since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are written in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your request to the Lord. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the peace of God will be with you. As we've been looking at Philippians, we've talked about a few themes. The theme of joy, the theme of being unified as a church family. Uh, Curtis covered things like selfish ambition as well, and last week, 
that kind of battle we have with our own gut and our own sinful impulses and how that can get in the way. And as we look at verse 2, we see two people who are struggling with that, who are in conflict with one another. And Paul states, I plead with Euodia, and I plead with Syntyche to be of the same mind. Would you underline plead both times? I think it's important to notice that he pleads with both of them. He's not taking sides. Because the point isn't about their position or who is right, but the point is that they need to be unified in the same mind in the Lord. So underline the same mind in the Lord. We have to, in order to do that, we have to lay aside our differences and stop protecting our our position, and we have to start straining towards pressing on to the goal to be in that same mind. In verse, the beginning of verse 3, he says, Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women. We have to look at help with some caution. Because we're not supposed to get involved in one another's conflicts and make judgments. Judgments are for God alone. Now, as a, as a backpacker, I've, I've studied some basic navigation and route finding techniques. One of those techniques you use is called triangulation. And you have your map, and you find some points that are on the map and that you can see, and you use your compass, and you determine your standing, where you're standing. You determine your place by those other points. Psychology also has a term called triangulation. And it's kind of the same thing, where two people who are in a conflict look at another person to figure out where they're standing. Are they standing in the right place or not? And that third person is offered a little bit of power there. And they can take it too far if they don't face it with humility. Because it feels kind of good to have your opinion recognized and your opinion matter. But we're not called to take sides. See, if if we're taking a position of power with these two people in conflict, we're taking a position of judgment that is for God alone. And we're taking a position where once they resolve the conflict, it very often can turn on us as well. So what position are we to do? Because we are called to help. We have to step down off a pedestal and lower ourselves with humility. And instead of lifting up one side or the other, we have to help lift up the relationship between the two people and support the relationship We can also look at this verse, these two women who are in conflict, and say, oh, well, you know women in the church, or I know people just like that. But read further with me. They have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. These women have worked alongside Paul for the gospel. They have put in their time and they have put in their effort. He goes farther, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers 
whose names are written in the book of life. To, have your, to be given the title as a person whose name has been written in the book of life, generally speaking, that means you have been persecuted for your faith. If you remember, Philippi was a, a place filled with people who believed in a multitude of different gods and including that Caesar was God. So Christianity is saying that there's one God went against everything they went, the, the people, their community was going for, and they put themselves in line for persecution. So these women are women who are in conflict despite the fact they're contending along with Paul, despite the fact that they have so much faith that they are willing to deal with persecution. These are faithful women. Conflict happens among all of us. So what do we do? We have to remember to rejoice. Even in the midst of our conflict, we rejoice in the Lord always And he says it again, rejoice. Please circle, rejoice. There's always something to rejoice for because all of us as Christians have been given grace and forgiveness. We need to let our gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. I don't know about you, but when I'm in the midst of conflict, I don't feel gentle. I either want to run the other direction or I want to go on the offensive. And it's not a gentle feeling that I have within me. It's one of fear, anxiety, hurt. But here we all are to be gentle. How do you begin to even do that? Paul asks us not to be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present our requests to God. I think the, the root of my, the conflicts I'm usually in are usually fear, anxiety, shame, or the need to protect my own reputation. But we're called to take those anxieties, the fear, the shame, and to lay it at the foot of the cross to present our requests to God. Will you underline that? We're to take these and hand them over. We're to step down from our defensive position and let God take control. Because remember, as Kurt said last week, the power that enables him to bring everything under control is God's. He has the power, and he will for us take every situation under control. And this is where we get to step in to a peace that transcends all understanding because it's no longer ours to worry about. This is the reward for walking through the conflict and for getting to the other side. And this peace that transcends all understanding, that's what we can stand behind to protect our hearts from the fear, the anxiety, from the shame. God is concerned about our reputation far more than we are, and he's going to take care of it. 
as long as we're willing to hand over that control. We're also to do this with thanksgiving. Not just for what he's given us, the grace and the forgiveness, not for the pretty sunset around Mount Rainier. (laughs) We need to take it even further, and we need to do it with thanksgiving for the person we are in conflict with. That's not easy for me. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm in conflict with somebody, it is not easy for me to be thankful for them. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Each one of us in this room was created in the image of God with a plan and with a purpose. That means whoever you're in conflict with was created in the image of God with a plan and with a purpose. When we are in conflict with one another, we must take the time to look at them and see what those virtues are. Please underline each one of those virtues and underline, think about such things. And when we are going to them with our conflict, we must remember that they are God's creation. If we, as a family of God, can put these conflict resolution tools into to play and resolve our conflict with gentleness, imagine the impact we could have on our community. Matthew 18, 19... 19 through 20. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by the Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. If we can overcome our conflict with one another, God has promised to be with us on earth on our side as we work towards the goal of being in the same mind of Christ. There's power behind that promise. And with that, we could do amazing things in our community. We can be the light. We can be the hope when people look at us and see our gentleness. But we need to avoid, at the same time, Pollyanna thinking. This is not about conflict avoidance. This is not about turning our heads the other direction and putting on a smile even though we've been hurt deeply or even though someone has sinned against us. We need to go back to Matthew 18, verses 15 through 17. If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault, just between the two of you. If he listens to you, You have won your brother over. But if he will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen to the church, treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. 
if we walk through conflict resolution and we come to resolution, we can be even closer with our brothers and sisters in Christ. If we follow the steps, but it takes two sides for resolution to happen, and you are responsible for your side. If the other person is refusing to hear, even after you've sought counsel, and I'm not talking to someone to judge the situation, I'm talking to someone about someone, because that's not ours, but someone to help us evaluate the situation together with the person we're in conflict with. If they still refuse, Jesus is comparing them to the pagans and the tax collectors who are the very people who are persecuting to the church of Philippi. See, we're not called to continue to stay in a relationship where someone is going to continue to hurt us and injure us even after we've walked through these godly steps. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Go ahead and underline put into practice. This is practice. It's not going to come to perfection. It's an exercise. We have to keep doing it time and time again. We have to keep exercising those conflict resolution muscles. We have to find people who will come alongside us and encourage us to lift up the relationships we have with one another time and time again. And the prize is that peace that transcends with all understanding. The prize is that the God of peace will be with us as individuals and as a community of believers. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you to be for that I get to be part of such an amazing family. Lord, I ask that you would walk alongside us as conflict will happen. But that because we have you as our Lord and Savior, we can do it, we can come through these conflicts with resolution. And Lord, as we accept these offerings, and lift them up to you. I ask that you would put a blessing on them and that your kingdom work would be expanded throughout this community. In your son's holy name, we praise these things. Amen. Will the ushers please come forward?
Let's pray. Take my hands and let. 